What do you buy the man who has it all? Advertisers pose that question around Christmas time and usually they answer with some kind of razor. Uh, but here's the one occasion where the question, what do you buy the man who has everything, is not hyperbole. Jesus really is the owner and inheritor of the universe. As Colossians 1 puts it, For in him all things were created, whether things in heaven or things on earth. All things visible or invisible were created by him and for him. So what do you give the man who has it all? The three wise men, the Magi, were faced with that conundrum. And here's what they came up with in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of frankincense and of myrrh. Perhaps through Daniel and the other exiles, these wise men from the east had access to the ancient scriptures. Perhaps that's why they know what is the appropriate kind of gift to give to Christ. Perhaps they'd heard that the cosmic Messiah will receive gold from distant kings. That's what Psalm 72 says. Psalm 72 verses 10 and 11. The kings of Tarshish and of distant shores will bring tribute to him. The kings of Sheba and Seba will present gifts to him. All kings will bow down and all nations will serve him. And what will they bring when they bring these gifts? Verse 15 says, Long may he live, may gold from Sheba be given to him. There we go, there's, there's the appropriate gift for kings to bring to the Christ, gold. Isaiah repeats that thought and he adds another appropriate gift in Isaiah chapter 60 verses 3 and 6. Isaiah writes, Nations will come to your light and kingdom and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah. And all from Sheba will come bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. So such gold seems the perfect gift for a lesser king to give to a greater one. And Isaiah adds an accompaniment to gold, gold and incense, frankincense. This is because the universal king is not only a king, but also a priest. Frankincense is almost always used in connection with the temple and with priesthood. Uh, see, for example, Leviticus chapter 2. So the wise men bring a priestly as well as a royal gift to the baby Jesus. He will not only rule man for God, he will also bring man to God as a priest. And how will he do both those things? How will he rule? How will he mediate? This brings us to myrrh, the third gift. And on one level, myrrh is just another fragrant gift like frankincense. It's paired with frankincense on many occasions, especially when describing the ideal bridegroom of Song of Songs. Yet at the end of the Gospels, we see a common use for myrrh, embalming corpses. See, for instance, John 19 verse 39. And here is how Jesus will reign. Here is how he will offer humanity to God through his death. It is a strange gift for a child, isn't it? Embalming fluid. If somebody brought a coffin to a baby shower, you'd probably ban them from seeing the child ever again. But that's what one of the kings brings. They, they bring myrrh, this embalming fluid. Now, granted, myrrh has other uses in the Bible, but within the Gospels, myrrh is very much associated with death. And so from the beginning of Jesus' life, he was marked out for the cross. As king, he would reign from the tree. As priest, he would raise arms in intercession for the world. In his death, he would be established as a royal reconciler, bringing heaven to earth and earth to heaven. These are the appropriate gifts. 
for the man who has everything. They are not additions to a needy Christ, but they are acknowledgments of his person and work. This Christmas, follow the wise men. Be awed again by your cosmic king, your interceding priest, your humble sacrifice. There he lies in the manger for you.